This is an Area Code podcast. Okay, Alexis, we can talk about this on the ride home. David, let us help you with your bags. What if I'm not ready to come home? There's a bug on your dress. You Hi, I'm Richard Clark. And I'm Bethany Perkins. We love pop culture. And we love the Enneagram. We are obsessed. That's why we're hosting a podcast where we can get it all out of our system. This is No Chill Enneagram Watch Party. A safe space for Enneagram and pop culture fanatics. And a pretty great idea for a podcast. Hey everybody, this is Richard Clark, and you are listening to... No chill Enneagram. I'm a two. No, no Richard. You were doing so well. I was so proud of you. I was like, I'm yes, a four. This is I'm the four. one. I'm a four, and I'm here with my Enneagram two friend, Bethany <laughs> Perkins. Hey, Hi. Bethany. Today we have a very special guest, a return twice special guest, Sam Stevenson, whose name I have now fully learned. <laughs> and um, she's an Enneagram 9. That's true. Oh, did we not say that in the last we episode? We didn't. The beginning? No, we oh, got bummer. to it eventually, like at yeah. the end of the episode. Right? Yeah, you're right. Okay, so she's it's an funny. Enneagram 9. She's also the co-host of the Enneacast, and it is a fantastic show that you should listen to for sure. Samantha. Yes. Sam. Either one. Sam. Antha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today we are talking about Shit's Creek. And here's the thing is when we asked if you wanted to talk about this at first, you kind of said, I don't know if you're joking or not joking, <laughs> but you were like, I'm scared. As a nine, I'm scared to talk <laughs> about this show. Tell yeah. us why. Yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys have like been following pop culture, but no, we never pay attention to it. Actually, (laughs) it's extremely popular. It is. Like I was doing some math in my head and was thinking, well, if Shit's Creek is popular and podcasts about Shit's Creek are probably popular, then this episode will get like a lot of listens. And you are popular, Sam Uh, Stevenson. Yeah, add Sam Stevenson in there, and you got like a the triple threat. This is going to be our biggest episode. Ever. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope not because I think, like, <laughs> not for you guys. I hope it gets lots of listens, but I hope that, like, what I have to say is, like, correct, like, in terms of, yeah. you know, what the fans might think. Because if I mistype David Rose, 
or Alexis, like, I just feel like the hate mail is going to be like on Twitter at me. Well, let's mm-hmm. start um, with this disclaimer. Tweet at us. Let us know what you think. No, not really. Um, <laughs> no, hey, you can't. That's fine. This is a dumb show where we just say stuff that we think. But if you disagree, yeah, tweet at us. It's fine. But don't be mean about it. Don't yeah. be mean. Don't be um, mean to us. We're just Enneagram experts, and you're not listeners. So just right. I'm actually not an Enneagram expert. But Bethany and Sam are... That's important to know. Let's go to our first segment. Describe that thing in nine words. Um, I forgot that I didn't do this part. So. <laughs> oh, that's okay. We can just okay. let you off the hook do for it. this one. I've, yeah. I've gone through not doing it before, and it's fine. Me too. I did, so I do have three words. Like, okay, say the, th- the so now this has wow. happened before too, actually. Yeah, right? yes. <laughs> it's a terrible, it's a terrible three word like phrase. But all I have for it is a Canadian town because yes. because it's in like it's super vague on where it is. Like they never really reference like anything that's familiar. Like all the towns are made up. But mm-hmm. on Wikipedia, according to an article that was like referenced on Wikipedia, Dan Levy eventually got around to like. Saying okay, yeah, Shit's Creek is in Canada, so that's my. Well, the show is based notes. in Canada, and like yeah, they created in Canada, yeah, in Canada. So I assumed as much, but yeah, okay. it was a Canadian town. That's a Canadian okay. town. Um, yeah, that explains why everyone's so nice all the mm-hmm. time on Shit's Creek. That actually and makes why sense they say a and a, a boot. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry. They, nobody I'm, says I'm that. Sorry. <laughs> Um, no one on that show says a boot and a boot. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they should. All right. Uh, what's yours, Bethany? Mine <clears throat> is rich people lose everything. Find themselves. Learn to love. I love it. That Thanks. is what happens. It is. Okay. Mine is like arrested development, but everyone isn't a horrible person. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. That's good, Here's that's the thing one. about this show. I took year. It took me years to start watching this show. And thank you for imitating my hand signals. <laughs> it took. I'm doing like a chef's kiss. Um, yeah. It took me years to watch this show because. I just thought that looks like Arrested Development, and I have no interest in that because Arrested Development is so inhumane in a way. Mm-hmm. That's an overstatement, but I think that's, I think you know what I mean Unlikable when I say that. On purpose. Unlikable. And yeah. literally, people kept saying it's not that, it's not that. But what no one said, and you could have sold me on the show in a second by describing this, describing it this way, it is the sweetest show on television. It is. It's so that's sweet. Really yeah. Like, by a long shot. And oh, yeah. that is why I love this show. That is fundamentally why I love this show. It is just so kind-hearted and yeah. sweet. And I mean, nice. I was sold on it because it has Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara in it. Yeah, that's that a big was selling point for the sure. The reason why I started watching it, I think. Totally. Why did yeah. you start watching it, Sam? Um, it took I was kind of with you, Rich. It took me a couple of tries. Like I watched the first episode and I was like I feel like whatever just happened was important, but they just yeah. seem really obnoxious. And also it looks a little dated and yep. I'm in the middle of the office right now. <laughs> like I just kind yeah. of, I just kind of didn't care at first, but then we heard so many things, me and my mom, cause we watched TV together. We heard so many things about it and we were like, okay, let's try again. 
And then we fell in love with it and watched it like two or three times. Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really not until season two that it starts to like set itself apart, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, and it seems clear now that they planned the 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 whole thing like they they had that in mind and if you go back like not everyone's that bad you know and people mm-hmm. are basically kind um mm-hmm. and the thing that's interesting about the show is like even the, the the terrible things that they do to each other are sort of like oblivious right like if, yeah. if there's any flaw of the people in that town it's obliviousness i mm-hmm. feel like mm-hmm. including the rich people you know like the roses the roses Thank yeah. you. The roses, including yeah. the roses. It's like a lot of naivete, as Moira would say. Like they're just like really, yeah. just like down to earth, you know, kind of small town, not really seen or heard of a whole lot going on. Just really, yeah, mm-hmm. um, wholesome in their approach to just how they do everything. But yeah. also weird, like, yeah the the people of Schitt's Creek are weird, idiosyncratic, you might mm-hmm. say. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, let's type the people in this thing. Let's start with Johnny Rose. My man, my main man. My main man. The uh, the video store entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll go, I think he's a nine wing one. Agreed. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I kind of want to go to the mat on this. <laughs> oh. I think he's a six. Okay. Same more. I think he's a nine that gets stressed out a lot. But mm-hmm. I think mm. at his core, he really downplays, like he diffuses Conflict. a lot of situations. Okay. Yeah. He can kind of, you know, put out the fires that Moira and David start. And yes. he really, really connects with Stevie who I also Mm -hmm. think is in the gut triad. He Mm. takes a while to kind of find himself in the town in -hmm. terms of like picking himself up and recognizing that he can kind of start over. I think it takes Mm -hmm. him a while to get there. Whereas I think Mm -hmm. a six would kind of need to have that sense of like safety around them. And I just think that he's really diplomatic and kind of tried and true classic, not really going to change a whole lot of who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, But merge i think he does merge with people as well though like yeah kind of get caught up and like kind of lose himself more gets mad at him a lot because he like misses lunch a lot yeah so sam you're so good at this dang yeah that's an impressive case but i really liked him as a six i was really getting into it because he's so like supportive he's like the glue that holds the family together and he's not appreciative and all of that stuff but i agree like maybe that's him going to stress and in fact as i'm playing it back like a lot of his Biggest six moments are like stress moments, you know, when he's trying to hold it together. Yeah. And ultimately, I think that only a nine could be married to Moira Rose. And (laughs) (laughs) it work, you know, because she takes up all the attention, all the feelings, all the drama, all the everything. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so their true. dynamic in particular, I think, is where, like, you're saying, like, I can see him as a nine because he's okay with her being in the limelight. And he yeah, doesn't, he doesn't seem stressed out all. by it. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about Moira Rose, then. Moira. I am obsessed with her. I She's love great. her. I love yeah. everything about her. She is uh-huh. perfect to me. Okay. So she's a two, then? 
No. Are you kidding, kidding me? <laughs> I'm just making a joke about how much you love her. Like maybe you saw yourself in her. No, oh, but it's pretty obvious she's a three, right? I think she's a four. Oh. I c- yeah. I think she's a four oh. wing three. Yeah. Oh, yes. I think she's obsessed with. Yes. With her uniqueness mm-hmm. and her differentness mm-hmm. and her being like she's like a black sheep. Yes. Like I mean literally like <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what do you mean literally? She's I not mean, actually a sheep. No, she's not a sheep, but she does wear a lot of black. Yeah. So yeah. literally black. Almost exclusively. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. she kind of really nurses that like former life that she used to have and like mm-hmm. really longing for the past but also not really sure about the future and never totally. really discontent yeah. in the present. So I think she kind of carries the the heart of the four, just feeling misunderstood mm-hmm. in the town and wanting yes. to stand out, but not wanting to fit in. So. She makes space for her emotions too. And yes. like wallows in them. Like she spends <laughs> a, a good portion of season seven in a closet. Like, oh. Wallowing. <laughs> I love her. Okay. Yeah. What's the name of the film she's in? The Crowening or the something? The Crowening, yeah. Is it really yeah. called The Crowening? It is. It's, it's something. The, it's Crows. No, Crows Fly or something. Like the Crows, crows fly. for The Crowening or something. Yeah, the sequel is called The Crowening. <laughs> yeah. Crows <laughs> 2, right, The Crowening. It's so telling that she comes into that movie, which is just supposed to be like a, a cash grab, right? And mm-hmm. it's not even that she wants to be seen as good in that movie. Mm-hmm. She wants to she, make that movie mean something. Yes, she makes meaning literally because yes. the director is like, I don't care, like whatever. That we're just doing <laughs> yeah. this to make money, and she will not have that. She's like, no, we're going to make art out of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love it! I'm mm-hmm. so glad that she's a four. That makes me happy. I do like, I do identify with her a bit, though, mm-hmm. like. My brother one time said that I am Moira Rose. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my family sees that part of me the most. Interesting. Because, you know, the... The safety? Yeah. Security? The security line? Yeah. Where, like, I go... I can go to, like, the lower side of my security number. And so Uh they see all, all my dramatic, like, selfish like self-indulgent side i'm so dramatic with my family that's amazing yeah so um yeah i don't identify with more at all <laughs> like i would never i could never like not even like with her emotionality but just like her wardrobe i could like i couldn't pull off a single piece of it just with the confidence that she like right does with her head mm-hmm. head pieces yeah. and her wigs and like all of the like you know, different identities that I feel like she takes on. I'm just like, yeah. you know, my clothes kind of look the same. I'm, once I find a shirt I like, I buy five of them. Like, and she would never my, do that. My two self will never let me be as, like, attention-seeking and self-centered as she is. But I, like, yeah. almost kind of admire it about her. Like, yeah, I don't know. She's yeah, amazing. no, I'm very jealous of of her and even real life people who I are like her. Like, I'm just like, how do you, how can you, how, just like, please. <laughs> I don't know. I just, mm-hmm. I'm really impressed by it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right. 
David Rose. I'm really interested in the kids because part of me wants to say they're like the same numbers as their parents in a way. Like they have some definite, like they, they're in this show more than any other. I feel like that sort of thing where kids take after their parents is so clear. Like this. you think that David and Johnny are similar and Alexis and Moira are similar or? Well, that's what I want to hash out. I don't know. Um, I think, yeah, I don't David and Moira, I do see them as being similar. David and Moira feel very similar to they me. They do. Yeah. But I then Alexis has some stuff with her mom too, so which is interesting. But Yeah, I put David as a 4-5. Yeah. Because, okay. Because of his like, he's got the like emotionality before but i think he also has like some skepticism like mm -hmm. and phobia more than like most fours yeah and he's definitely. got some like definite six energy i feel like too yes. like just with, he's afraid of a lot of things yeah he um, does. especially trust and relationships and closeness and all that but i think mm -hmm. that's can speak to a five wing if he's a four huh so that's where i put him and then i i don't know if we want to start with this david so i'll we'll start with david i have David as a counterphobic six. I also started with that. <laughs> the yeah. more that I watch, the more that I see how I think the deepest thing for him is like safety and security. Mm -hmm. And there's this mm -hmm. one line in this seventh or whatever last season, Moira says to Alexis, he can be very cruel, but it's all fear based. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that line that. to me like i was like yes that's that's him and mm -hmm. that's a six yeah and like in his vows like he says that patrick like makes him feel safe or like he he makes him feel the safest that he's that anyone's ever made him feel or something so and i th i think you just see him spiraling into anxiety a lot so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he had I a kind of panic agree with attack, that. and then he was like, "Those aren't real." <laughs> like, mm -hmm. but he, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what about I? I feel like six is right. Six feels right to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on that one. Alexis. 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 <laughs> Alexis. Alexis. Oh, Richard, your Moira is not good. <laughs> Alexis. I thought I was doing I thought I was no. killing it. Oh man. Dang Sorry. Alright. Well what about Alex what about Ale Ale Alexis? Alexis. I'm gonna Ale try it. <laughs> I'm try. Alexis. What about Alexis? I think she's a three. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, three wing two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Does anyone find her interesting at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we see her integrate. I think we see them all integrate, like, really well, I yeah. think, in the last season. But she she kind of figures out, like, who she is and what she's good at. And she's mm -hmm. becomes, like, a, a publicist or whatever. Like, that's what she's pursuing. And she becomes so much more about other people than like herself, like the three integrating to six. And she's like, I don't know. I just feel like she, and like the, the breakup with Ted where like 
they both they broke up out of like their own personal growth like yes you need to go on this path and i need to go on my path and it's both them growing but like they just can't do it together anymore yeah i don't know i love i liked it. that breakup a lot I me too yeah, yeah, it was good. It felt so, like, realistic and, like, it was sad. Like, I cry every time I watch mm-hmm. it. But you can tell, like, they they love each other, but they're doing it, like, out of each other's best interest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite know what to make of, like, Alexis's many relationships previous to the show starting that she alludes to, you know, mm-hmm. getting in basically – toxic dangerous situations <laughs> with lots of men literally a hostage for some period of time yeah. um what's that like how how does what is that how does that i don't know i don't get it those kinds of things feel like just jokes <laughs> like yeah. they're just said the to make yeah. us laugh i do get that and i don't read too much lot. into them yeah. yeah and she particularly has so many of those lines yeah. It makes me wonder yeah. if maybe that's part of her image. Like her saying that mm-hmm. is part of her image and like mm-hmm. the her bringing that up is just like, a way that of... she's very popular. It, there is this there's this three thing where you say something because you think it's going to make you look good but it actually makes you look significantly worse. That actually mm-hmm. can happen with threes a lot and um yeah. that that maybe that's an example of that. Well, do you guys remember when her friends like randomly you know went to the town because they just googled the most random towns and mm-hmm. it was like i don't even remember all their names they were all like you know right. really kind of complex names but they that was a real growth point for her because she kind of she was just sitting at the you know bar talking to twyla at the cafe and they were just really she was working she was planning the singles event i watched this episode yesterday that's why it's so fresh <laughs> <laughs> like they were like just genuinely being friends and talking and working hard and then all of a sudden her past shows up and it's just like such a like stark you know Mm -hmm. comparison of like Mm -hmm. how much she's already grown Mm -hmm. and this is like season three like this isn't even like where she's headed but yeah Yeah. i think that was the moment for her where she was at a crossroads of like do i become something more grounded and sturdy or do i just kind of go back and i think she kind of got to see that what the the thing she was missing wasn't worth missing and i think for like a lot of threes like the reputation's shift and you know like they have this moment of like wait the thing i'm chasing after isn't even like gonna be that great once i get it so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's talk about rolling shit (laughs) i I don't really know honestly i don't know what he is he's so outrageous i think he's an eight wing seven a hundred percent I yeah. think that the, the the times when he's making people uncomfortable, it's not on purpose, but it's by instinct. He is maintaining control of the situation. It's the whole the beginning of the the series. He that is true. Forces, yeah. He forces Johnny Rose into his house yeah. because he yeah. just keeps forcing people into situations where they are. It reminds me of this this like attribute of a narcissist, which is harsh for eights. I'm sorry, but like. Obviously, some there's some overlap here. Yeah. <laughs> but narcissists are extremely comfortable in chaos. And for that reason, they create it, right? Oh, yeah. And so other people are freaked the hell out, and they're, and the eight is fine, right? That or the is narcissist so true. Is That's fine. so true. Yeah. I, I believe it. I'm on board with that. I had 
like seven or eight question mark for him. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. But I do think like there's something beautiful about him. Like I like him a lot as a character because I think like he definitely. You're both well. (laughs) Bethany's shaking her head hard. I don't like, like him. I uh I don't like him. Like I would hate to actually interact with him. But I also watch the way he just directly subverts the pretension, especially of the Rose family. And I find that to be extremely valuable. That is true. Yeah. I just, I could do without him. Like he's so (laughs) gross and annoying the entire time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If we're like comparing him against something, I think he's like pretty directly compared against like a Johnny Rose. Like, and they're often kind of put together as like this comedic duo just because of how different they are because Roland is so oblivious to things socially. And I feel like Johnny's constantly reading the room. He's constantly picking up on emotional cues. Look at his wife, for example, like he has to have that level of like, you know, like radar, but Roland Uh just like can bust into the cafe and just be himself. And Johnny would, never like he could never yeah totally true i am excited to talk about um, jocelyn jocelyn (laughs) because i mean it's it's almost mirror image right of the rose family in terms of like she's a nine right she's full nine i think i'm gonna lose my mind i don't think nine for her no i don't don't. weird to me Okay. I think she's I could see two, one, or seven for her. Hmm. I was gonna say two or s- like six, seven, like a six wing seven. I think for her I wrote down what did I write down? Two wing three, only because she's very like, you know, ma- maternal and like people pleasing yeah. and cares what other people think. But six yeah. only in the sense she feels kind of like traditional and very timeless and kind of stuck in some senses. And I think sixes can kind of find their thing and kind of latch onto it. Like in terms of style or like haircuts, for example, like she doesn't veer too far from the center. And I think sixes Mm -hmm. can do that, but she doesn't operate it from a sense of fear versus like a Johnny or a David. So that's why I just, I just get like the warm two feelings from her. Yeah. I, so I only put seven down because She's so extremely positive, like creepily extremely positive all the time. Mm -hmm. She always has this smile plastered on her face, and she is, like, so sweet all the time. I think my best case for her being a two is that she gives to get, like, and you see her doing it, and you see her, like, like, I was rewatching the seventh season, and she's asking David and Patrick for a job, and she's, like, guilting them. Like, you know, we really need money because we helped your father buy this motel, and I have a brand-new baby, and blah, 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 blah. Like, she's just overtly <laughs> she guilting that, yeah. them. Like, totally. we've done this for you, so now you need to do this for me. And that's, like, very too. Yeah. Um, Nines wouldn't, like, pull that. Like, nope. Oh, could not pull that off. I don't nope. think. Interesting. Nope. I don't I mean, does she pull it off though? Like No, she's being very overt about it, but she's doing it. Yeah. Yes. Nines couldn't like internally pull it off and like justify like, you know, uh-huh. persuading behavior in the way that she strives to. Yeah. I guess I just feel like she has these like non rage moments that, that come like once per season. Well, maybe, I think that's, maybe every other season. I think that's a two going to eight in stress when uh-huh. we see that. Okay. Or a two yeah. wing one with like their fire hydrant anger. 
Mm -hmm. It just feels like it would have happened more often or something. And, and I also read her, her happy disposition as like, like I'm picturing it in my head and, and I'm seeing it as her holding the situation together, like trying to keep the peace, like quite literally in those moments, like, especially with her husband, who's just constantly running around, stepping on toes. Mm -hmm. It feels like she's actively trying to make up for what he is, what the, the sort of chaos he's causing. Yeah, which right? a two yeah. would do as well. Yeah, and especially a two-wing three who's the mayor's wife, like, mm -hmm. and has to keep the, like, face together. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not convinced, but <laughs> that's okay. I'll take it. What about Stevie Bud? Stevie. I love Stevie. <laughs> I love Stevie too. I love her so much. I think I like her. <laughs> you think I like you her. like her? You think you like her? You don't I love, I love her. her. It's okay not to like her. I love her, but maybe not so much. Okay. Compared I to the think, other characters. I think I have her as a six or a nine, and I can't really decide. Mm -hmm. um, as I a nine... As a nine, I think she's a nine wing eight. Oh, wow. I think she's a six. I feel six. Uh-oh. Let's fight. Again. <laughs> Again. This is why I was nervous about this episode, because it's like they are really complex, and they can kind yeah. of land in a couple different boxes. It's, yeah. it's not I think nine wing cut. eight, just because of her, like, growth as a person, like, when we first meet her, she's very, like, discontent, but unwilling to change her situation. And I think mm -hmm. that that screams, like, unhealthy nine stuff mm -hmm. just because she's like never really left Shit's Creek. She's in the family business reluctantly. She's got all these hopes and dreams, but she's too afraid to say them because she's mm -hmm. afraid that they're not going to work out and who cares about her anyway, because blah, 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 yeah, blah. Like she yeah. kind of runs this, the nine story in her head. But over time she like literally finds her voice <laughs> and yeah. like steps into her true self. And, you know, even like her wardrobe changes slightly, which I think was mm -hmm. like a, a particular move that the, writers made to go from like this you know i'm not gonna say drab because i wear a lot of the same things that cv wears but like <laughs> but the just flannel like shirts and the jeans. yeah comfort, she's consistent. comfort forward comfort yeah yes. and she yeah. she kind of just is very minimal in her approach to life like aesthetically which is like pretty funny and compared to like the rose family mm -hmm. um but yeah i i'm i'm like putting my stake in the ground that she's a nine and especially her wing eight because of how like deadpan she is how quick she is to make you know, kind of quips uh, mm -hmm. at certain things. And just with like, as it relates to like the business side of things, she was able to pair with Johnny really well. And I think it's because they balanced yes. that out. With They like, have, yeah, yeah, they have a really sweet relationship and like a sweet connection between them. Yeah. Which I like to think is because they're both nines. <laughs> I, I don't like feel like the same, same numbers actually work out that well. That's why they have life. different wings and there are different like yeah, I guess so. levels of life. Like yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like and I think their age Scully. difference. Like he's like kind of a mentor and, to yeah. her. If like a nine, like if say like one of the Rose kids was a nine, like I don't think she would have gotten along with somebody from a peer level. But uh -huh. because he was a mentor authority to her, mm -hmm. I think that it really worked out. That's mm -hmm. fair. The, about the 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 period where she's like sort of like coasting and stuff, I, I do feel like it, it fundamentally comes down a lot of the like typing characters is tough. I mean, it's always hard to type other people in general because it's all about 
why. It's not about mm-hmm. what they do again, right? It's a, it's about why. And I actually have been realizing over that this is like a real meta side note, but like over the course of this season of No Chill Watch Party, I feel like I've realized that typing characters is actually easier than typing other people that actually mm. actually are real. Oh, and one sure. of the reasons is because the writers are actually pretty intentional in a good work of art mm-hmm. at showing us what's inside their head, whether mm-hmm. they give a little speech and or whatever. Like you kind of yeah. know, oh, this Very is they're really being, yeah. They're 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 being upfront now. I don't know that we have that for Stevie. I think we have to read into what's going on in those early seasons to some degree. And and kind of what I was reading into her situation was like, she doesn't know what she's going to do. And I feel like that was somewhat reaffirmed in, towards the end, like that she's very indecisive mm-hmm. about who she is and where she belongs. Mm-hmm. And that feels like six energy to me. And, and also like she stayed where she is because like it's the most secure, safe thing. And yeah. like, it's a secure, safe place. And I guess all of this is to say like six and nine feel very similar in that regard, right? Yes. Like it feels like six and nines can get stuck in life yeah. in a lot of the same Yeah. Ways. And she does have like a lot of self-doubt, like particularly mm-hmm. when she's in stress. I think, and I don't think this is made explicit on the show like it is for some of the other characters as far as like why she does the things that she does. But Mm -hmm. I do think that she just thinks she doesn't matter and Mm -hmm. her growth path is into think knowing that she does because at the end, like she does, she kind of gets there and it's like, yes, this is what I want to do. And she's like on a path and they're going to be successful. What does she decide she wants to do? I've forgotten now. So she joins the, well, first of all, she comes up with the idea to have, like, the franchise, like, to expand their motels throughout the country. Like, that was uh-huh. her idea. Uh-huh. And then uh-huh. they do it. Like, they get yeah. the money to to do that. And, I mean, she's – then she stays and, like, manages the Rosebud Motel, but – And that's what yeah. she wants to do. But yeah. It's yeah, a and different, I, like, intention, I think, for her. Yeah, you know, and I think the reason why we don't see a lot of her development in the beginning is because she's not the star of the show, and she, that's yeah. on purpose. Like in her mind, she's not the star. The writers mm-hmm. don't think right. she's the star. Right. Like so, we're not going to really give her a lot of dimension, and that's not because she's not worth it, but just because we don't we don't know if we have to care about her yet. And yeah. I think nines yeah. kind of live with the sense of like, is anybody going to care either way? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and yeah. and and like for her and David in particular, I think that there was a sense of like she can kind of spell things out more easily for other people than she can for herself you know mm-hmm. like she can she can kind of solve the problems that david's going through with with his own life or with patrick or whoever and even like business stuff with johnny like she can kind of figure some of those things out but when she comes to the mirror and has to solve things for herself she gets pretty lost and i i totally agree with everything you're saying i totally agree it aligns with a nine i'm also going to say it's wild to me how much all of what we're saying aligns with sixes as yes. well yeah. like it is is a, a little bit insane to think about like like is is she unable to tell people like sixes love to tell everybody what to do with their Mm -hmm. life it's their favorite thing to do but they're unable to commit to something in their own life i don't know it's just really really interesting yeah it's also worth noting that i'm a nine with a really high six so it's like i identify i identify with her in a lot of ways 
you know, because I, I think I have been there like for, mm-hmm. for friends. Like I have, you know, like I don't own a motel or whatever, but I think that like you, you get the sense of like, I don't know. I just really related whenever she got up on stage and sang her heart out. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like, that, Oh, like, I'd that's forgotten so cool. about that episode. <laughs> and that was, I think that was her biggest turning point. That was yeah, my favorite episode. How did I forget it? it every I, time I, I watch it. Yeah, yeah I, I do too. It exactly. is beautiful. And okay, the way yeah. that Moira Moira talks to her beforehand and like she's basically telling her like you are worth more than you think. Yeah. Like I can't totally. remember exactly what she says to her but she's bringing this out in Stevie like you are she was like comparing Worthy it to her of own this. life. Yeah. yeah. She was like making a metaphor out of it. And Stevie was like, me? <laughs> like, it yeah. was almost just like she had to hear a story about herself before she really heard that she was in the story too. And I think mm-hmm. for like, we say it all the time in like Enneagram workshops or whatever, that nines like are really drawn to story, especially like really like these epic stories of like this hero that comes from behind and saves the day because it like reminds us of ourselves. Mm. And that's true for me. Like, and I think it was true for Stevie too in that moment. So I, I don't know. I think she's a nine that is just kind of has a lot of self-doubt. And mm-hmm. and you see that more in like the, she doesn't have a lot of phobias, but I think she has a lot of like that internal, should I, shouldn't I, what's it matter? Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. I'm going to let you have the last word on that one. We'll go to the next character. <laughs> I'm just like, this could, this, no, please don't apologize. But I'm just like, I can't drop this and I need to. So we're going to drop it. Um, all right. Twyla. I love Twyla. I like Twyla too. She is. Can I just She's say sad. we did? We've done it. We have recorded an episode on Fleabag, and I just want to say that Twyla is the waitress from episode one of season two. Oh she my is gosh! Fully a two. That's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I think two or seven because she also like seems to reframe everything into the positive all the time. Mm. Like, and she, she just kind of throws out like all these traumatic things that happened in her upbringing that are like seriously horrifying to hear. And she's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. She's just really innocent and. Yeah. yeah. Reframing things. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have as many opinions about Twyla. I don't know. Like maybe she's a nine too, because she kind of just fades, (laughs) fades away. But like, I don't know. I think. I think either two, nine, or seven. She's definitely like in the optimism, Mm -hmm. just kind of there to listen space. I feel like so much of her her character is revealed in the last like episode where we realize that she didn't need to have this job in the first place and that she's only doing it because she just loves being there for people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, and it made me think of the moment when she helps Alexis have her date with Ted where they break up, I think. Mm -hmm. Do mm-hmm. they break up? In, no, they don't break up. They break up in person. No, they do. They have yeah, the, in person. They have the Skype date. And he he has her, like, organize all of it for her. And in that moment, I'm just thinking, like, when that was happening, I was thinking, like, gosh, like, she's really bending over backwards for them. This must be a pain in the ass. But, like, now you're like, this was probably the highlight of her yeah, whole it's deal. True. And yeah. yeah. And now that I think about it, because of they reveal that she's like secretly rich this whole time, she's not a seven. No seven would live with that much 
contain that much excess money and not be lavishly spending it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. and it's mundanity, right? Like it is, mm-hmm. it is small town mundanity. Every day you do the same thing. You serve people the same stuff. Yeah. And you do it. Why? It's for the people. I feel like. Yeah. For the relationships. You're Agreed. not so sure, Sam. No, what I do you think, think so. Well, no, I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, well, if, Jake Peralta inherited a bunch of money. He would never become a waitress in a small town. Like I'm just putting it back. I'm thinking about other fictional sevens and I'm like crossing them off the list. So no, I think I'm just trying to decide if she's two or nine at this point. So Mm. I, I don't know. That one's hard. I think we have a couple nines already. So let's make her a two. Yeah. (laughs) We have so many nines in this show right now. Uh, Except one's a six. So that doesn't count. Um, Okay. All right. Patrick. Uh, man, Patrick, what an interesting character. When he mm-hmm. showed up, I did not expect him to stick around. And then he just did. What a weird, <laughs> like what a, he's, he look like now it makes sense. But in the beginning, he looks so normal, mm-hmm. you know, just an interesting character to me. And I don't know what to make of him. I think, well, because I think David is a six. Yeah. I think Patrick is a nine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Because sixes and nines, they just, they are like magnets to each other. See, I think um, David's a four wing five. So I put Patrick as a six because Mm. because of how, like, because he just looks so normal and so like classic and um, he's very content, you know, but he's got a good, like stable job, very secure. He, his big thing in the beginning with David was about like trusting him and like, you know, being trustworthy. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because he just knew that that was something that David was struggling with. He had this like insight, but yeah, I think I couldn't decide, but I ultimately picked six. Cool. All right. Let's do life advice through the lens of the Enneagram. Which again, feels a little irrelevant because the series is over and they all ended well, with such... They, well, beautiful story arcs i want to give twilight advice oh okay yeah um like i don't know like do something like cool with your money well that's kind of what alexis gave her this advice that's she was like you can buy (sighs) something for yourself yeah but i was thinking Mm -hmm. more like pay for the whole town to have free health care or something Oh, okay. Do something genuinely like, like start a foundation. That's the thing I was going to say. She's so obsessed with obscurity that she's unable to do something truly great with her money. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's good. Um, Is there anyone else we need to give (laughs) advice to? Let's give Roland advice. He needs some advice. Learn some social skills. Get some self-awareness. Read the room. Read the room. He can't read the room. Just to be clear, he can't do that. He has no EQ. Just like try to pick up on people's responses to you and then adjust accordingly. I think I would say after – here's my actual – because I don't – I literally don't think he's capable of that. I think he's incapable of reading the room and picking up on people's reactions I would say after a dinner or whatever with your wife, go home and say, how do you, how did that go? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she will tell you like, yeah. well, when you stuck your entire hand in that bowl full of macaroni, people had feelings about that. It was weird. And no one wanted to eat the macaroni after you did that. Yeah. yeah. That's not something he actually did on the show. It feels like something he would do. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Yeah, he needs to ask a very honest person what they think. Yes, so maybe not his wife because she's going to do one of the – she's going to – Reframe she just it, thinks maybe. the world of him like she yeah, just like is, is like infatuated with by yeah. it all so yeah that's i don't so know true. so interesting all right well what did we think of this show on a scale from one to nine what a great news segment i'm excited <laughs> about this it's nice it's perfect to fill in the yeah. little gap at the end what um yeah, what do we got on a scale from one to nine? I'm going to give it eight out of nine. Okay. I love it. Yeah. I love it. There are just some things that always make me uncomfortable. Like, so for that, <laughs> I'm taking away one star. Like Roland? Are you talking about no- Roland? No, I'm talking about like the weird like thruple like oh. Storyline with like David and Stevie and that the polyamorous stuff. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Like that stuff is like weird and too much for me. But huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I might go nine out of nine on this one. I just think, like, look, like you know, a show isn't always going to align with where I'm at, uh, mm-hmm. but it aligns clearly with where they're at. It feels like they made exactly the show they wanted to make. And oh, that yes. they did it well and they mm-hmm. t- took their time with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, I really love this show and I think mm-hmm. it's nearly flawless. Yeah. Yeah. So it is a peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, that's the weird thing about a rating scale is that we it's end up nine. typing yeah, it. Yeah, we have to give that a type. Yeah, oh, I know. That means I made too, it Only eight. because there are like a lot of references that I don't really get. And like compared to other shows that I frequently like go back to, I don't I don't know that I like readily go to this show very often as like a comfort show. I do like, don't get me wrong, like I, I watch It's Greek like regularly, but mm-hmm. like compared to other shows, I, I'm just like if I'm flipping through. I, I feel like I pick other things more often. So for me, that's like my metric of like how much yeah. do I like the show. Totally. No Chill Enneagram is an area code production. It is hosted by Richard Clark and Bethany Perkins. Look, Richard's a four. He needs your affirmation. And Bethany's a two. She needs your love. Follow us and send us your thoughts on Twitter at NoChillAnyaPod and Instagram at NoChillAnyagram. All right. Good show, everyone. Find themselves. Learn to love. Find themselves. Learn to love. Yes. This is an Area Code podcast.